I want to talk about uh, family doctors and the situation uh, that we have in this province. We talked about it a couple of uh, months ago, and I want to return to it now because it's it's an interesting one. It's an important one. I was reading about a new study that suggests 20% of family doctors in Toronto are considering closing their practice over the next five years. And this is not just a Toronto story. It's uh, one that appears to be, you know, kind of twofold. You know, in one case, you have some doctors who are considering retiring early. The other aspect is we don't really have enough graduates uh, to take their place. So, you know, we've talked about this before. Back in September, we talked about new research that found more than a third of Canadians don't have a family doctor and say they've been searching for one for more than a year. And so you add this to that, and we have a uh, growing uh, situation. Uh, Dr. Vineet Nair is the co-chair of the London Middlesex Primary Care Alliance and joins us now to talk about this. appreciate your time today. So how would you say family doctors in the London area are doing right now? Yeah, I don't, don't think we're that different from, from Toronto in that sense. I mean, there is a lot of uh, work going on. It's, uh, a lot of burnout is, is there. People are feeling the stress of the system, uh, you know, hearing all of the concerns with the respiratory illnesses that are going through and just the, just the workload we're, we're dealing with. Um, so I think burnout is a factor for us as well, no question. Yeah, I mean, the OMA, uh, this, this survey didn't really give into a cause, but the OMA was talking about pandemic strain, burnout being a factor, and it seems like that's, you know, kind of growing and you can see right now holding on but five years from now people might be saying you know what i just i'm done yeah absolutely i mean i think we have that aging demographic as well i think there's some studies locally that says 20 percent some of our about 20 percent of our patients have physicians that are over the age of 60 so you know they're they could you know retire at any point theoretically right and covid and all the strains of the last few years has definitely played a role that you know the financial burden the stresses of trying to keep up to date and all the covid uh, you know, vaccination mandates, public health policies, just all the information that's been changing so fast uh, over the last couple of years. And then now just it's a backlog of work because people haven't been able to do all of their nor- normal routine screening tests, chronic disease management. So all of that workload is added on to the daily stressors and workload that we deal with all the time. So any of those things could push someone to say that, you know, I'm going to retire a year or two earlier than, than planned, which is a concern to, uh, when we're dealing with that shortage of physicians, as you mentioned. What, what does the workload compare like now compared to like say pre-pandemic 2018 maybe 2019? Well, I think we've always been busy. I think physicians have always um, you know have, have lots of work to do, no shortage of work. Um, it's just that we've added uh, that COVID issue. The you know a couple of years where people haven't been coming to see their primary care providers as often as they would have normally. So something's kind of gotten behind in terms of screening tests, in terms of just normal work. Um, so that's going to be added on. Everything's a little bit more complicated, I would say, you know, in terms of just de- dealing with uh, masks and dealing with um, uh, protection, uh, per- personal protection measures. So it just all adds a bit of extra workload on top of the already busy job we have. What does it mean for people if we do have fewer doctors? What's the impact of that? Well, I think our, our Canadian primary care, our Canadian healthcare system is really based on that premise that you have a primary care provider to give you access to the system to get you into the system and that help navigate it. So when you don't have one, it definitely um, throws a wrench in the works. Uh, I think, um, you know, we've seen even some numbers suggest that, you know, people that don't have family doctors tend to use the emergency department more than those that do. So 
it is definitely a, a stress on the system and this the stress on the individual as well. I think uh, if you talk to patients that don't have family doctors, it is a, it is a stressful thing for them where they don't know where to go when, when and if they need care. I could even see there being, you know, you know, secondary benefits in terms of uh, a person having a relationship with their doctor, a person they would trust and they can ask questions about, you know, uh, vaccines, masking, viruses in general, as opposed to maybe relying on the Internet. You know, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a value to having that longitudinal relationship with the primary care provider that you trust and you care about and that cares about you. I think it's... Um, it has a lot of uh, subtle uh, improvements and benefits to one's health, absolutely. So what can we do to address this? Well, there's a lot of things I think that are going on right now and that we that we know need to be done. It's not a, a, a surprise problem for those of us in the system and, and those of uh, people in the higher-ups that uh, are working in primary care and in family medicine uh, numbers. Um, things have been going on already. I mean, the Middlesex London Health Unit has been doing an excellent job in uh, doing weekly webinars and during the height of the pandemic and just continuing on to help us feel like we're up to date and all on the same page. Um, we at the London Middlesex Primary Care Alliance are trying to, you know, do some town halls to make sure everyone's on the same page and up to date on all the changing information and helping people feel like they're not maybe working in isolation. Um, the Middlesex London Ontario Health Team has got a, access to primary care working group that's met just recently trying to address some of these issues um, so we can try to get uh, help for those uh, people that are feeling burnt out, but also to uh, help with recruitment as well. Um, there's lots of aspects that we could address, you know, in terms of uh, helping physicians that are considering retirement, helping them make their practices more appealing to new grads and how they want to work, um, helping them maybe want to stay in practice longer by reducing administration burden, and then the age-old problem of trying to recruit doctors into the community and when we're working hard on that as well. We have a new city council. Is there a role for municipal government in this as well? Uh, absolutely. I mean, the city is part of the Ontario Health Team, and so we're going to be talking about trying to have some sort of recruitment coordinator, uh, which would be an excellent kind of role that other communities do have to have that one place that, uh, you know, people could help connect uh, retiring physicians with physicians looking to move into the community um, and just helping them connect with the city as a, as, a, as a whole, right? So I think that's one thing that can be done locally with the new city council. Hopefully that's something that we could uh, advocate for um, as primary care groups and as the Ontario Health Team. It's something we'll follow closely. Certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you. That is uh, Dr. Vineet Nair, co-chair of the London Middlesex Primary Care Alliance. It's something that not necessarily new in any way, shape, or form, but one that has been bubbling along. Maybe hasn't gotten the attention it uh, probably deserves, but I think is getting more and more attention as we just see the strain on the healthcare system show itself in many different ways.